and welcome to Raven Conversations, the show where we bring you the news and information around the Washington National Guard. On today's episode, we sit down with five Washington Guard members who also happen to be in a rock band. Uh, the band is called Fault Line, and right after you listen to this uh, preparedness ad, um, there's going to be a little clip uh, from one of their shows, and then it'll segue into the interview. Um, one of the band members does call in, so just be prepared for a slightly different voice, but we talk about it in the podcast. Um, I hope you enjoy. Bigfoot country is earthquake country. If an earthquake were to happen right now, what would you do? When you feel the ground shaking, drop, cover, and hold on. Do not run or you may be injured by things falling. Remember, if you are near the ocean, the ground shaking is your warning that a tsunami may be coming. After the shaking stops, move to high ground and stay there. Make sure to listen to local emergency officials. Have enough supplies to be self-sufficient for two weeks after a disaster. For more information about earthquakes in Washington, visit mill.wa.gov preparedness. Today I'm here with the band Fault Line. The they're a rock band, and every single member is a member of the Washington National Guard, which is pretty cool. So we're going to start by everyone introducing themselves and what they do in the Washington National Guard and what instrument they play. Hey, I'm uh, Joe Casoris. I'm the uh, Title V Security Manager for the Army Guard, and a uh, first sergeant with the I/O. And, then and I play bass. There we go. Yeah. Hey, I'm Adam Hanish. I play guitars in Fault Line, and I'm with the 96 Aviation and Troop Command. Uh, I'm Stu Wellborn. Uh, I am a Chinook 47 pilot in the Washington Army National Guard. I play guitar, and I'm in the 168 Aviation. My name is Chris Kutsaridis. I'm a supply NCO for Delta Company 898 Brigade Engineer Battalion, and I play the drums. And then the singer is AJ, and then what's his last name? AJ Picard. He's with uh, HHC in, uh, in aviation as well, 168, first of the 168. Okay, and then he'll be calling in because he's yes. at work. So I just want to let everyone know if you hear a weird phone voice, it's AJ's. Yeah, he's an M-Day guy, so he actually has to work with Yeah, so. yeah. And his, don't judge his singing voice on the audio quality of him calling in because we're figuring <laughs> this out. No one will judge his right. singing voice based off his telephone voice. That would not be fair. Cool. Good. Awesome. Okay, so let's start off with where did Fault Line come from? What is the origin story of this band? Cool. Uh, 2000, uh, 2007, Stu and I were talking about this beforehand. 2007, 2008 actually is when I met uh, Stu on a bus uh, for an AT for aviation in Germany. Uh, he was headed to Grafenvier and uh, started talking about playing guitar. He played acoustic guitar at the time, um, noodling around in the barracks. Uh, yeah, he's playing some Dave Matthews, and he's better than I was. I thought, wow, for somebody who says that he, he just you know plays a little bit, uh, he, he's pretty good. 
had been playing for like 10 years at that point and uh, didn't want to tell him that he was actually better than me. Um, and so, that, yeah, that's when Stu and I first uh, uh, played guitar a little bit and then meeting Joe, I think the next, the, the first band that uh, Joe Casoris and I played in was, uh, that was actually a blast. That was in Camp Buring in 2011 um, when aviation was deployed there. There was a, uh, like a multi-purpose room. Yeah, near the, shop. Yeah, near the, near the talk. And uh, there was an old drum kit in there and I was flying with a guy one day who, uh, CW2 at the time, Ryan Kennedy. And uh, he says, hey man, I've been, I've been banging on the drums in there. I heard you play guitar, you wanna get a guitar in that room and, and we can you know, start jamming our free time. So started doing that. Um, I can't remember the order of the people who showed up next, but at one point, Joe, who was in the S2 shop at the time, said, yeah, I play bass. And uh, he got a bass guitar in there. And is it good that Amazon, <laughs> Amazon yeah. ships the camp earrings? So we got guitars, amps. He showed up with a, a bass and a bass rig. Uh, so it was Ryan on the drums, Joe playing bass, I was playing guitar at the time. Uh, I don't know if it was like salsa night or karaoke night, um, but somebody had heard uh, one of our Aussie techs singing and said, hey, you should get her in there to sing. So she came in and, uh, and sang with us. And we're all in there playing one day after doing this for a few weeks. Um, and we're making noise and the door opened and the battalion commander at the time, uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel Dent, stuck his head in the door. And I don't remember him saying anything. I remember him just looking around, and we were thinking, oh, are we in trouble? Because that's the time. We're in, here. we're in here making noise next to the talk, and, and, uh, and we're jamming out. And then uh, he showed up with a guitar, and he, he joined and uh, started playing guitar with us. And I think uh, out in the deserts of Kuwait, if the winds are just right to this day, you can still hear some Ted Nugent <laughs> floating, <laughs> through the wind. floating through across the desert. So that's, the, that's one of the legacies he left there. Uh, so yeah, we had battalion commander in our band, which was awesome because right. that enabled uh, practices were pretty much guaranteed, maybe mandatory sometimes, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, and we started playing there and played a little bit when we got back home, but you know, real life kicked back in, um, didn't have time for it. And that was 2011, 2012. Okay. And then I want to say 2016, uh, you know, 13 working AGR over in aviation, um, Stu and I started uh you know talking about starting a band and he now you know play guitar um at uh oh you know what this is our singer calling in real quick let's just put him on the let's just put him on the line we put him on speaker and hey joe you want to manage that yep hey aj we uh we just answered you're on speaker i was telling a little bit of a backstory and uh you're you're on the line maybe uh, did that not work right he's like no one answered this call can you can you hear us now Hey, I can hear you. Okay. Okay, cool, AJ. You just just don't talk for a while because I'm gonna talk for a little bit. <laughs> okay. We're 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 just telling a little backstory. Um, yeah. So Stu and I started playing guitar because uh, we're both working in the same building um, as AGRs, and we what was our first? Yeah, we found another uh, found a drummer. Um, he's uh, John Wentlet over in in aviation, um, crew chief over there started drumming with us and I got uh, a singer out of Medcom. I heard him sing the national anthem at a retirement ceremony. He had some pipes, said, hey man, you wanna sing? And we played uh, a couple house parties and then work took people in, you know, in their separate directions. And uh, we had another a, a bass player from aviation as well. Um, 
Sherd Rice, that's right, yeah, yeah, uh, W3, I think at the time, uh, Sherd Rice, pilot, yeah. now an airline pilot, and in no time to be playing bass with us. So when they, uh, when we reformed, um, maybe two years ago, uh, I thought, hey, I used to play bass with Joe, you know, t back in 2011. So went down to the security office and said, hey, you got, you want to, you want to strike this back up again? Uh, and Joe bought a bunch of gear and and showed up with his bass and. Um, Chris Coutieres worked in the same building I did in Building 34. Uh, he was the former drummer in the 133rd Army Band. Um, so, you know, it worked out that a drummer worked about 20 feet down the hall from me. And we all showed up and uh, were playing with our, our, our singer at the time, who was uh, Sergeant Choi, a guy who worked in Medcom. And when he left, uh, somebody in aviation told me, hey, have you heard this kid, uh, A.J. Picard, sing? He's actually in, in HHC in 168. And Stu and I gave him a call one day from the office and said, hey, we don't know you. You don't know us, <laughs> but we heard you can sing. And uh, he, he texted right back and said, yeah, yeah, let's, I'm in. Let's do it. Um, and then we all went TDY and schools and everything over the summer. Right. But by the time we formed up, um, he knocked it out of the park. It was really fun. And we played, uh, I think, three or four shows with him uh, so far and have a few more on the books but that's uh, yeah that, uh, as, as brief as I could try to make it that's yeah. the history of how we all met up and uh, the instruments we play and and how we formed it awesome so that's, the, that's, the sh that's the long answer to your question <laughs> too long didn't read um, <laughs> great so I guess what what uh, what do you guys you guys are all quiet besides Adam so how it usually is. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Why don't you chime in with how you came into the band? I mean, he sort of told us, but you guys can tell us your own version of how you came into the band. The how, officer just steps how it in really happened. Talks, yeah, it's, it's a little funny. Thing. So when um, when I it was like 2013 after Adam and we had, I was actually in Afghanistan when they were doing their Kuwait band, so I was okay. fighting a real war. Right, right. Hey, <laughs> flying real missions. Anyway. But later on, I think you were uh, actually deployed. Yeah, exactly. Okay, there we go. I was working with uh, Hannish here, Adam, and talking about guitar, and I'm like, man, that's a pretty good idea. He let me borrow one of his guitars, and I woke my wife up one morning, and I got out of the shower, and I was like, honey, you know what? I want to be in a rock band, and you can't say anything about it. And she's like, whatever, let me go back to sleep, do what you want. <laughs> and literally, like a, a week later, I had bought some gear, and we started jamming. So that's kind of that was kind of my uh, how I kind of stumbled into it. Uh, like uh, we mentioned before, I was the uh, drummer, one of many, in the 133rd Army Band uh, here on Camp Murray, of which we use their, generously use their facility uh, to yes. practice. Shout out to the 133rd Army Band. Yes, thank you. We are also using their studio to record this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also the first time any of us have heard Chris talk, so it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, I have that effect on people. So uh, I've been playing drums for a number of years, um, and I spent about, boy, 12 years in the Army Band system, active duty, National Guard, and uh, now that I'm just a legit supply NCO in, in the real Army, <laughs> I need a musical outlet, and these guys are fun to play with and to hang out with, and the rest is history. As they say. Yeah. <laughs> 
Joe? We, we, have, we have a good time doing this. <clears throat> you know, it's kind of funny. Um, Adam asked me a long time ago if I wanted to get back into playing music, and at that time, um, I was just kind of practicing at home and just having fun and, and really not doing much with, with playing with other people. So I really didn't want to change from that because uh, I knew of all the additional time requirements and practices and everything else, and I had so much going on at home and my job's really busy here. Um, but I kind of made exceptions to it and, and uh, convinced my wife, although she's really not still convinced that this is a, a great idea. <laughs> um, because, because none of my responsibilities at home have gone away. Um, I just have to uh, kind of juggle everything um, uh, in between it all and work in band practices where we can. And, and everyone here has uh, families and uh, kids. I, I, I do not have kids, so, so I have less of an excuse. Um, but I have three dogs and five bases. And Joe, so, Joe not having kids means that he's the, what, what that's helped us with is he's the guy that show, buys all the gear and shows up with the lighting <laughs> systems. He has the extra money. A PA. And, <laughs> yeah. So he, more than just killer bass lines, he, he brings a, quite a, an impressive logistical array to make this whole thing work. So thank you, Joe. To, never, to be I've fair. I've never thanked you before. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. No, I, I, I am glad to do. Uh, to do that, but that's that's where it ends. Okay. You know, another funny thing, Joe mentioned family. Um, I kind of consider the band like another family, and it's it takes that type of commitment and priority just to get five people right. with different schedules together to practice, yeah. yep. learn the same songs, and everybody be on board with everything. So that's something I've definitely learned. Being in a band isn't that easy, but it's it's definitely worth the the challenges at times. Hey, right. AJ, do you want to yeah, chime in talk about how you came into this thing? Okay. I just want to say uh, over the phone, guys, you sound really sexy. I just wanted to put that out there. Right. Sounded yeah. good. So, uh, hey, uh, let's see. So I was in, I was deployed in 2015 and 16 to Kuwait and Afghanistan. And somehow it got found out when I was over there that I could play guitar and sing. And so I got uh, pegged for all these MWR things since I'd come play for everybody, you know, during the Martin Luther King event. And uh, I even went, I did the uh, Black History event and all sorts of stuff, which was a really uh, cool opportunity. Uh, but I think uh, it was Captain Herring who told Adam about me, and I think he saw me over there doing that. And uh, I've been in bands in the past, and I've, done all sorts of different things musically i've been in music my whole life and, and so uh you know uh adam gave me a call and it was i think he even opened it up like hey this is a weird call we don't know you you don't know us but uh so i called him back sent me the set list and and uh i'm kind of in this part of my life where i'm like i just say yes and stuff and see how it goes and, and i'm glad i did you know it's been a lot of fun and uh and like Stu was saying we don't we don't always agree on things. Our schedules are crazy, and you know, it's uh, it's tough to make it work, but it's worth the uh, it's worth all the effort. So. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I saw you guys at FOB for about five minutes before I left because I felt so awkward being there at a private event, just taking a few snapshots. Oh yeah, FOB Brewery, to be clear, not <laughs> yeah, an Fob actual Brewery. forward operating base. Not, yeah, not an right. actual forward operating base, but Thank Fob you for Brewery. Coming. Yeah, I stepped in, and it sounded good sounded really good. I yeah, heard thanks. that there were a lot of good uh, comments back, too. Yeah. Yeah, we, um, we, we tried uh, to, to rearrange our stuff and, and uh, 
fill a different venue because every venue sounds differently no matter what you do. Right. Uh, the mix is going to be different. Your your speaker placements are different. Stuff just bounces off of every wall. Uh, more people you have, it's going to deaden noises and and trying to to play and without having a dedicated um, mix person on the mixer to to fix all this stuff, um, it, it makes it makes it difficult. Um, but we just kind of set it and forget it and hear about it afterwards. Really, we just drink a lot of beer and then hope we sound good. Rely it, on our crowd to tell us that we sound good. So. We we, on, you hope the crowd drinks a lot of beer, too. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's we helpful. sound better as the night goes on. Also, yeah, on that note, too, shout out to uh, Fob Brewing in DuPont. Um, Let us play there. We have something else coming up in September. I think that'll be before this podcast Yeah, is probably, but we can... Okay, Put but it thank on you to them, and we'll play more there too. So you know, gigs in October after this podcast is released, yeah. um, we'll, we'll we'll advertise those, uh, as well as Top Rung Brewing and Brittany uh, and Lucas and Casey over at uh, Top Rung Brewing. We've played there I think five times. Um, it's been a blast every time. So thank you guys. Uh, we're playing there actually this week or next weekend, September seventh. Um, but yeah, when Joe's talking about the sound, that's one thing I think is pretty cool. Is obviously we all have different backgrounds right. playing music. Um, uh, Chris being being probably the most professional yep. out of all of us and, and playing in the actual army band and a, and a bunch of other bands, him bringing his expertise of, of uh, what we can do to adjust the sound live and speaker placement and things like that. Um, we, we lean pretty heavily on him for that as well as, you know, just basic, I feel like going to dad all the time, you know, a bunch of kids right. trying to figure stuff out. Hey dad, actually, how should we do this? You know, are we doing this right? Or should we, how should we transition between these songs and everything? So it's, it's cool to have him, uh, have that oversight uh, over the over the little operation, and yeah, it's like I said, it's, it's led at this point to I think you know five or six shows uh, played out in Yelm at a at a at a private event a couple weeks ago, uh, which was a which was a blast. And I think at this point we have about 30, 33 to thirty five songs um, that will show up and play about three hours worth of music uh, with a you know with a little twenty minute break in the meantime. Yeah, um, which is yeah, this is a heck of a lot more than the two songs that you know we, we started with right. about a year ago with with or actually realistically about five months ago with this current lineup with uh with aj singing for us so you know credit to aj for learning 33 songs in a <laughs> very short time he's got all he's got the hard work you know he stands yeah. up there and facing the voice he should be like those professional musicians who have the secret words like right in front of them oh he does okay that's good yeah. he, he he's special he built his own teleprompter that's smart oh yeah you know, I, uh, when he told me that they needed me to sing uh, 30-something songs, I was like, oh, guys, <laughs> I, can't, I can't memorize that much music. I would be like, are they all songs from the 90s? A <laughs> couple are. Yeah. Because then I'm, not, I'm all good. <laughs> yeah, AJ, how many of these songs did you actually know? Uh, I mean, I knew all of them, right? Like, they're all pretty... Um, they're all pretty standard and popular music, you know. They, they, I've heard them all before, but they weren't things I necessarily listen to on a daily basis. Right. And they're, so, they're not the things that you sing in the shower. No, I only sing Whitney Houston in the shower. Obviously. She's kind of my shower music go-to. So, and you guys have been very reluctant to cover Whitney Houston. So, when you talk about that, we're we'll working we'll work in. Just do, do like a rock version of a Whitney Houston song. I thought that would be awesome. But you can guarantee, AJ, we will always love you, so that's fine. Yeah. I Ooh. highly suggest I want to dance with somebody. Uh, he could pull it off. He could pull it off. There, there we go. go. See? 
That's Come all hear you can AJ sing, sing. It's worth just he's got he's got pipes, man. That's uh, oh. I'm super happy that, that he that he stepped up to this when we you know pressured him into it. Told him his NCOER would be affected if he said no. <laughs> he's got away with the ladies the too. We... He kind of draws them all in onto the dance floor. Good, good so. front man. Yeah, definitely. You know? Good front, front man, man. Is, is good to have. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun. It's easy to do. It's easy to be a front man, be up there and like engage with the crowd when the music's good, the drinks are good, you know, we're just having a fun time. So it's, uh, I think every show I end up enjoying it even more and, you know, just jumping all over the place and, and, and uh, talking with people and engaging with people. It's just fun. For sure. I think the energy you give, usually you get back from the crowd, and that's like a huge boost, one of those big adrenaline yeah. rush situations. Cool. Well, I can yeah. uh, 100% um, feel you on the sound mixing and yep. how hard it is, especially after we did the podcast and we got this cool sound mixer, and then Jason left, and he was like our guy who knew how to do everything, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to figure it out, I guess. <laughs> That's a science and art, for sure. Yeah. It is. And I only have to do talking voices. I can't even imagine having to deal with, like, singing and instruments and all of that. We just keep buying more stuff. Yeah. So, so far, that's been the solution. <laughs> Buy more. Get another speaker. Put it back there by the drums. Get something that sounds good and, yeah. and hope for the best. And just look at Dad for everything, sitting there behind <laughs> the drums. Are we doing this right? Is this good? I kind of find that more guitars helps out too. More so guitars. The, our significant others allowing us to buy more gear. It's, it's really helped out the experience. So, honey, if you're listening, only one or two more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just just trying to deal with your wife always telling you, buy more guitars. Right. You, know, you, need, you should get three more of those and you guys will, you know, sound better. And I just have to keep up with that pressure. So, yeah. But we all more, know more that the reason music sounds good is because of the bass guitar. Am I right? Yep. I absolutely. played the bass in my high school all girl punk rock band. Awesome. So. Fantastic. Like a little Slater Kenny competition, or what, what did you guys play? Oh, uh, we played in high school, and I went to a really sad private school in South Carolina. My mom was in the Air Force, so okay. we lived in like Sumter, South Carolina, which is the middle of nowhere, and they have a really horrible school system. Okay. And so I went to <laughs> private school, and then me and like two of the other Air Force uh, girls, we would, we would shred. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And we would just play like our school talent show and okay. be defiant because we were like the only ones band. that were an all girl punk band. Yeah. Everybody else would sing like James Taylor or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bass is what makes bass is what makes people dance. Joe knows it that. Is, right. It is. You, know, you don't dance unless there's unless there's a bass line. So yeah. Yeah. Plus the early two thousands was like a really big time for bass guitar, I feel like, in rock music. It was, it was um, a pretty good time. I particularly like the uh, the seventies bass. Oh yeah, that's always good. It was just so funky and, and it, it made me want to move. And and I guess that's one of the reasons why I picked up bass. No, not really. Didn't you play guitar before and we yeah, oh, yeah. talk you into playing bass in Kuwait in two thousand? No, so so I played I played guitar um, and I played in, in various bands even when I was in high school in North Carolina. Um, you know about the Carolinas. Oh yeah, the Carolinas. I mean, <laughs> He's a product of that crappy public school system. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, North Carolina is still better than South Carolina. That's that's a hard oh. fact. So um, it, it, it gets better as you go further north. Okay. Um, Agreed. <laughs> but so so I played in bands and I played guitar and uh, we 
guitarists they're so easy to find because like everyone wants to play guitar because everyone wants to get like a girlfriend or whatever or a right? dime a dozen stew that's what he's saying yeah, yeah. You know. <clears throat> Anyways, so we, we can throw a stone and hit like eight of you um Oh, but there's Thanks, Joe. there's not many bassists because nobody nobody wants to take on that role and saying it's like hey I don't play guitar anymore I play bass and it's two less strings and oh it's so much easier and this and that Adam always thinks that oh my gosh every song I, the is reason like, I played bass is because the strings are further apart and like uh, I don't have the right dexterity to play a a guitar string guitar yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't yeah. do it I could play the bass but I like could not get my fingers together the right way in order to, to do play chords guitar. and stuff yeah, yeah I couldn't do it <laughs> so so I switched over to to bass for a couple of bands back back in the 90s and played that for a couple of years and then switched back over to guitar and and pawned off like all my bass stuff and then back when um when we were in Kuwait um I'd talked to to Colonel Dent and and to Adam as well that that I'd play bass before, but I didn't have any. So Amazon yet again was my friend, and and I ordered a new bass and and a rig and you know some some other stuff and, and had a good time doing it. Um, and I've been playing bass kind of ever since, um, practicing at home with bass, and I still play a little bit of guitar, but it's it's primarily bass and learning learning to lay down the funk and the beat. I mean, so. it gets pretty fun. Oh yeah, it gets it's pretty totally funky. Fun. Yep. <laughs> yep. What's our funkiest song that you that you love on the bass? What 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 gets you the most hyped? I think some of that Stevie Wonder man. I don't oh, need yeah. no doctor. It's not Stevie Wonder. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Stevie. It's uh, John Schofield. Ray Charles. Or oh, Ray Charles. Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're all wrong. See, see, yeah. we don't know what we're doing. Ray Charles. Yeah, Just divert <laughs> to the actual professional for all questions. Yeah, ask Dad. <laughs> Dad, who plays doctor? Well, it's Ray Charles, um, and I think there was another artist that played it right f right before he did his version. Okay. But so that's your funky bass line that we play? That or the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Oh, Danny yeah. California, that's a good I one. Was, I would have guessed Chili I Peppers. I would guess yeah. Chili Peppers, too, because yep. Flea can, he can uh, slap at the bass. Yeah, Flea can <laughs> slap at the bass. Um, and this new one that we're, we're learning. I had to. I couldn't help myself. So it, it, at least I didn't to. try to do the really horrifying Jamaican accent. Jama <laughs> <laughs> <I'll do. laughs> we couldn't air that anyway. Yeah. What's your craziest drum song, Chris? What's, what do you get after the most? Oh, probably uh, Hero. Just that Dave Grohl. The Dave Grohl beats uh, are. I love it. They're tough to match. Taylor Hawkins with those big teeth. Taylor Hawkins with those big teeth. Yeah, Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. I went to a Foo Fighters show once, and someone had a massive cutout of Taylor Hawkins' head, and that was like their thing that they were flashing in the air. And Dave Grohl was like, "I have to have this." And this is like when his leg was broken, so oh, yeah, he was yeah, sitting yeah. on like a throne of guitars. So he like got up and got this Taylor Hawkins <laughs> face thing, and then cool. he just like sang with it in front of him for like a whole song. It's <laughs> awesome. My, my favorite thing about Chris's drumming is that we'll all text or call during the week and say, hey, learn these songs for practice this week. And for, for, all of, for the rest of us, it takes time and effort at home to learn right. them, to show up knowing them. And I always get the feeling that Chris comes in and sits down right before we play, looks at his phone, catches up on all the texts from the week like it's the first <laughs> time he's looked at it, looks up at the sky for a little bit, taps his foot for a second, and is like, okay, I got these. And then he just rips right into them, and I mean, it's awesome. Again, he's, he's the pro, so. And in all fairness, like, Drummers can sort of do whatever they want as long as they're on the beat, right? Oh, yeah, pretty <laughs> much, totally. <laughs> you don't even have a real job. <laughs> totally, just keep time. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard. I tried to 
drum when I was in my all-girl punk band once, and I was like, this is too complicated, because if I don't have the dexterity for six strings, I certainly don't have the dexterity to play more than one instrument at the or same time. Or you don't time. have the coordination. <laughs> well, yeah, any of it. I don't have any of it. I don't so either. I can definitely appreciate that it's super hard to play the drums, but also, like, as long as they're on the beat, they can sort of do whatever they want. Yeah, bass and drums lock in, and... That's, That's it. The there yeah, there it is. Mm -hmm. AJ, what's your what's your favorite song to to sing? Which one do you get after oh. the most? Oh man. Well, so I mean, there's there's different qualifiers, and you guys have me sing some really hard stuff. Uh, spare. So, uh, I mean, I think the the most fun I have all night, and I texted you guys this too, is like I don't think it's the song I sing the best. But, like, friends in low places, people lose their shit. Even at, like, Bob, when nobody was really... Are we allowed to swear on this? I'm sorry. It's, not it's fine. No. I'll just do You're a little You're just creating beep. more work for Sarah, that's all. I'll put a little beat uh, on that there. Guy. It'll be but fun. It'll be my first time. People lose their during that song. So that's fun to, like, just be there with the crowd and they're, like, singing. Uh, you know, and uh, recently we started doing a cover of uh, Wrecking Ball. And... Uh, I, you know, it's just like, to, it's be, clear, to be clear, to be clear, that's Miley Cyrus like, "Wrecking Ball" that we cover. It's our, it's I our Whitney like Houston want to say that, gateway. AJ, so let's just get it out in the open. I, I'm, I'm Miley Cyrus, "Wrecking <laughs> Ball." It's not a bad well, song. Let me tell you, it's, it's a good song. It's a, no, it's a great song. It's a great. You can do everything that song. You can cry to that song. Yeah. You can dance to that song. You can rage you to can that song. You can rage real hard. You I mean, you can do it all. That's a pretty good song. Full circle in that song. You could Anne Hathaway lip sync battle it too. I don't know if you've seen that. Sorry, AJ, go ahead. Oh, I'm saying I personally sob on stage to that song the whole time. <laughs> it's just, it's just really gets to me. But, but friends in low places—that's your favorite. I'm sure I that gets know. the best crowd. I think it is involved. It's just it comes down to the crowd. So it's like every night might be different. But you know, everybody like, knows everyone. This song really hits people right now, and they're getting into it. So then I get into it more, and then it just makes it, it just makes it better. To be fair to AJ's point, to be fair to him, or to be completely unfair to him, you know, before he got brought on, we all have, you know, we're, we're most of us are rock based in, in the way we play. But when you're when you're practicing and coming up with song ideas yeah. without a singer, right. you don't think about things like this. And then yeah. Until you realize you're asking a guy who's just coming in to play to go from Chris Cornell to Axl Rose to Garth Brooks to like I said, Miley Cyrus in right. the span of you know a few minutes because we don't think about who the singers are. But he, yeah. He does it. Um, I just would never ask anybody to sing Chris Cornell. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, we do, we do an audio slave, and, and yeah, he crushes it. So yeah, he'll sing, like I said, everything from that. We were doing a Queen song. We might bring that back, but yeah. And he wants to do Journey. So if some guy's sitting there saying, I, you know, I want to sing Journey, that's... He's, he's confident. <laughs> well, and we've had yeah, to cut a few songs, too, because of, But I mean, you know, like, Freebird? No. Never. Freebird. Oh, that's too hard. I'd do Freebird. Yeah. It'll take me three more years just to learn the one of those solos. Mm. <laughs> but much I wouldn't want to do. Like, you know, it's just I will remember that. I will remember like, that, AJ. Thank you. Hey, I'll do it. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is recorded forever. I told so. you guys I can't do. And I just couldn't do it. So yeah, I tried. Yeah, one out of 33, I think that's not bad. Sarah, since you were nice enough to have us on this podcast, you tell us a song. You toss out a song that you want to hear. Oh, my god! If you show up, and we will cover it. Right, guys? Everybody's looking I mean, at me like, thank you for making promises. Oh, this is awesome. I mean, but I already said like you this. should do a rock version of I Want to Dance with Somebody. Is that not 
feasible? So it, so it's, so it's, so the gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> when you're ready, you let me know, and I'll come. I'll come. Not only will I come take pictures, I'm all, I will down. come record it. Joe's down. He's nodding up and down. Okay, Joe dance is. with somebody. Okay. I think that that would be really cool if you could figure out a way to. So that's the it. first one. How about a second one in case that one doesn't work out? <laughs> I mean, um, for me. I thought you said you used to play punk. I sure did. All right. Oh, but you know what would be really funny? So this is a song that we would cover just because it was like a three-piece uh, girl punk band, and we would play Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. yeah. You guys should totally do a Josie and the Pussycats song. If the drummer nods, oh, then stop, Dad said I'm yes. Like Those are like super the, – so they're really easy, I want to say, super easy. The the singing's actually kind of hard because it's a lot. It's a lot of words in a weird – tempo okay but the music's the music part's pretty easy okay. and uh they're super fun <laughs> Whitney Houston or jo Josie the Whitney Houston okay. or Josie this is me challenging you guys oh thank you thank I thought you. you were gonna say Old Town Road or something like that oh god thank please don't challenge. please don't no so I listen to alternative <coughs> music um all day <laughs> okay or I listen to like really really sad um acoustic folk music it's okay. like one or the other for me we're not doing okay. any dave matthews oh i'm not talking about dave what? matthews i'm talking about i'm talking about like damien rice and uh, elliot smith ray lamontag who'd you say elliot smith elliot smith so good oh my gosh oh yeah i do like young the giant kings of leon um, we do a kings of leon song and we're doing young the giant now we're learning it now what we'll about do like it. a george ezra do you guys do, aj do you know who george ezra is better than ezra oh yeah i know everything she's talking about right can now can you get yeah. that voice real you. deep that's the problem with doing george ezra is he sounds it's like like a music revival no it's not better yeah. than ezra. george ezra <laughs> is like, nothing's so better than ezra's dude like he's like this young guy who has a very deep voice and he does like gospel style okay rock music that's the best way you know what I'm talking about right that's like the best way I can describe it cool but yeah well, any we have of our that homework. we got our next we got our next assignment I listen to Sarah. super weird stuff so it's cool <laughs> All right. yep alright yeah would that be fun It'd be super fun or like on the opposite spectrum maybe like a Justin Timberlake do you guys do a Justin Timberlake? Hey, my, I have a four-year-old daughter and a two-year-old daughter, so the Troll soundtrack is yes. engraved in my brain. Yeah. And I think that's all, most, mostly Justin Timberlake. Yes. Um, uh, he has a net. Well, he did have a Netflix special. I don't know if it's still on there. Where they they had him with the Tennessee Boys, and it was okay. really good. So because he, he does it with like a full orchestra. Okay. And I think we're, I think we're learning as a band too. It's not necessarily about who it is singing the song. It's right. the Miley Cyrus. It's about the actual song. Right. So. Well, yeah, and we like, all kind of like that song because most of us do because you know it's it's Miley Cyrus. However, there's parts that hit really hard, well, and then yeah. the singer gets to you know exhaust his range yeah. of vocal skills, which is pretty. And good. it's fun to sing along with, and there's all sorts of stuff. I always hate when people just disc discount discount a song just because like who the singer is or who the band is playing it because it could still be really good. Yeah, music. It's something we've learned playing together is the is the uh the evolution of what you think is going to be fun to play like i love i like playing harder stuff and in or some of the velvet revolver right. covers we do it's I, I think it's a blast and but then watching um crowd reactions and what and what they're into and how much more fun it is when they're into it and and how that's led to us you know taking songs that maybe none of us would listen to on our own right. but when you play them as a band and kind of make it your own yes yeah. it just elevates it and 
turns it into something fun. So for me, that, that's been some, something that's been really fun to sit back and just let, let happen. For sure. And some of the best covers I've ever seen have been rock bands taking rap songs and turning them yeah, into rock in, songs. One's in the works right now. We got a, okay. we, we got a rap song in the works, but, but, but we can't talk about it. But like, it, I mean, that's so fun to see someone sort of change the genre of like a good music, a good song, right? And then change the music in the, in the background and sort of how it, how it goes. I think we need that. to start covering all those Disney tracks. For sure. Some of fire. Some oh of yeah, them are yeah fire. Like my daughters, you know, shout out Arya Lion and King shout out is Taylor. Huge right now. If we don't do Kuna Matata, I swear. Okay. Matata. Winnie Houston and Hakuna Matata. You would rather do that <laughs> than uh, in the jungle? Oh, I can play that on my clarinet. Oh hey, clarinet, clarinet solo, sit in. Clarinet solo, just in for uh, in the jungle, yeah, the okay. mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Lion King, the the new one, the live. Was it good? It was okay. Oh wait, you saw it live? The the, like the live action one. I mean the the realistic. They got real lions to sing. Oh wow. I mean where Beyonce is a lion. She is a lion, all right. Let me let me tell you, sign me up for Beyonce singing anything. I'm yeah. more of a Jay-Z guy myself, but okay. Beyonce's all right. Well, my favorite thing, though, about the new Lion King is uh, Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner share a song credit with Beyonce on that movie, on that soundtrack. And Seth Rogen was doing press, and he was like, in my dreams, did I ever think, like, I would be having a song credit with Beyonce? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'll bet. I'll bet. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen yeah. and Beyonce together sure now if it was joe rogan right and beyonce that would be something (laughs) yeah i wouldn't saw that coming no uh what's your favorite song Stu? oh boy probably man in the box that was one of the first ones we started and it's it's got to the point we've played it so many times and it's got the seattle roots and it just rocks out really hard that's alice in chains Mm -hmm. alice in chains okay yeah they play that's that. probably my favorite one. On Lithium, on XM, they play Alice in Chains like all yeah. day. And I'll I play be like, Alice in Chains all day I didn't even realize all of could. these songs yeah. were Alice. Like there's so many that you know. And I'm like, I didn't even realize yeah. these ones were Alice in Chains. Yep. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty awesome. That's fun. There's a lot of fun ones. And some of the easiest ones, like even the ZZ Top song. Um, so much fun to play, yet Which it's so ZZ easy. Which ZZ Top song? Um, Tush. Tush. Okay. Yeah, but they're all okay. the same. I thought you were going to say Sharp Dressed Man. That's the same song. Same song. Are they really? <laughs> what, so, no. 12 bar blues. 12 bar blues. Okay. Yeah. They play the same notes in different progression. It's, okay. But do you guys so put beards fun. on when you play them? Totally. I mean, you should. Joe's the only one who put a beard on. He's title five. Yeah. The rest of us have to. I mean, can you just like, you can like, you know, buy a fake beard and just yeah. put them on when you, More especially ideas. the two guitar players while you're playing ZZ Top. More ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was actually throwing We're around. Friends now. <laughs> I was throwing around the idea of, of um, instead of just wearing a black shirt for every gig that we play, like maybe we do a costume. Right. I don't know. I think or a themed something, kind of yeah. like a guar or. It's kind of like what maybe the not, Fighters started Maybe not doing. guar. Like wear suits, <laughs> maybe. Like casual suits. Or like Kiss, right? Okay. It's like, who wants to be Star Child? Yeah, let's... Uh, AJ, yeah. that's you. You're we're, Star Child. We're both vetoing that idea. That's not just... That's not just you, AJ. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of bands that they like, everybody wears a suit or everybody wears... 
like shorts. We all wear pants. If, at least you all wear pants. We just try to get everybody to show up on time and play it the game. Like That's like the number the one, peppers, and then whatever you're right? wearing. <laughs> Nobody yeah. ever wears a shirt. Bonus <laughs> yeah, if you are. If we're all there on time. We're not doing the flea thing, okay? Yeah. Either. yeah. I tried taking my shirt off during practice one day, and the guys were like, "Yeah, you should probably put it back on." <laughs> Being 42 and all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really feel like. Anthony Kiedis and Flea are the only ones that continue to be able to get away with taking off their shirt. Well, uh, I watched yeah, one of them. Uh, what's his name? Adam Levine tried to take his shirt off in one Ugh. of the Super Bowl. music. Yeah, the no Super thanks. Bowl. I'm like, couldn't you just I'm left a hard it on? Pass. Well, you know, there was a lot of controversy with that too because he was allowed to take his shirt off, right? But then Janet Jackson got fined like five hundred thousand dollars for her one exposure, Slip. whereas everybody ah. could see both of his nipples, nipples, yeah. areolas. <laughs> Um, so there was like actually a lot of people that were complaining. They were, which I feel like that's pretty legit. I was also, complaining just because I didn't want to see him yeah, with his shirt off. It was same. really kind of annoying. I was like, eh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna also be in the same crowd. That was a hard pass for me. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at Maroon, trying to do Maroon Five songs, but that got shut down. We tried to, so democracy. We tried to. It's obviously a democracy. The band is. There's no one person that that makes the decisions. But yeah, song selection. Once you, once you. We found now that we have thirty something songs that moving forward, it's uh, it's fun, it's challenging. We need like a like a risk <laughs> like a risk assessment matrix right. for song selection because it's got to go through so many processes. One person hates it, two people hate it. What's the you know what Criteria. throws out weigh the cons right. and who 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 do we think is gonna like it? You know the fact that it's really boring for one person to play on their instrument does that does that mean anything? And uh, it's a, it's been a fun thing to learn and figure out, and not that we've figured right. it out by any means, but we'll keep learning and figuring it out. But of course, I think that's something challenge. that you're you always will have, especially with trying to figure out new music and yeah, yeah. how you want it to be ordered. <clears throat> well, that's one of the things we're we're all over the map on all the the variety of stuff that we do. Right. Um, I Clearly. Mean, yeah, we go from like hard rock songs to Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Um, we haven't ZZ, said her name enough in this interview. Right, Miley Cyrus. ZZ she, Top she to... She needs to send the Raven Conversation right? so many. Yeah. To Led Zeppelin, oh my God. So we have all the way to... Uh, Raven Podcast. To 2015, I <laughs> We guess. could use a sponsor. So Your dad send us money. Billy Ray, please. <laughs> yeah, no Billy Ray covers yet. Ryan yeah. By covers, I mean cover. Didn't he have one song? I mean, I feel like he probably had more songs technically, but I know that there's the one song that literally everybody knows. AJ needs a mullet wig. That would be so I, No, I'm just going to grow a mullet. Okay. I mean, yeah, but I feel like if you do Achy Breaky Heart, you kind of are like obligated to also try out Old Town Road. Okay. <laughs> See, pros and cons. That's why we back to the whole risk assessment. If, yep. You know, what roads, what rabbit holes are you going down? Yeah. Chris, you're talking too much. Stop talking so much. Sorry. He's making a lot of facial expressions, at least. I yeah. feel like I'm getting feedback even though he's not using his voice. Yeah. That's how it is when he plays, too. We just look at him, and he'll tell and you he a lot with just the old a North -South. drummer raise the eyebrow. And, yeah, slow oh, down. Oh, no, no. He'll, he'll tell you. Last, last gig, he was like, uh, the start of the second set, I'd tuned down uh, for that last song that we played in the first set, and I'd forgotten to tune back up. So um, we started the song off. And he's like yelling at me. He's like, you're still in drop D. You're still in drop D. I'm like, what? Be what are you saying? Between beats. You are. That's really helpful, though. Yeah. yeah. But it was too late because we already mid-song, and so I was just playing it all wrong. Nobody knew. Nobody knew because no. I didn't hear the bass. Right. I was like anything else. You step back, and you hear 
you hear things that nobody else did because right. it's your own baby that you're right. critiquing right. and you know I, I'll come home and say oh we screwed this this and this and this up and my wife will tell me oh no those were your best songs everybody was into right. those so yeah. shout out Lauren Hanish thank you for your <laughs> continuous love and support and forcing <laughs> me to buy more guitars appreciate it all <laughs> all right yeah I so really feel like you guys are going to get more guitars out of this Right? If no, I I gotta sell one to get one. Cirrus Wellborn will stop pushing so hard for Stu to keep buying stuff, then <laughs> maybe he'll have to slow down. We'll see. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Awesome. I get to buy whatever I want. It's I true. mean you're the, <laughs> true. you're the singer. You just got so. the green light. Yep. I'm gonna sell you the PA, okay? <laughs> you sell me the PA? Yep. <laughs> Actually, AJ's singing rig is actually pretty cool because none of I've never had a singer in a band that has all this stuff. Right. He has, he's got floor switches for his feet that switch, that control his uh, his teleprompter, some vocal effects, switching in between. So AJ, talk about how you built all that stuff. I mean, I think it's pretty cool looking over and seeing all the, you know, you have more than just a microphone working for you up there. Right, yeah. Well, because of how many songs we have, I was trying to figure out a way to, like, to be able to have the lyrics in front of me without looking like I had the lyrics in front of me and also, you know, uh, kind of have it in my, in my view, but not always like right there. And so, um, I actually had an experience a long time ago where I got to sing with a pretty big band. And when I went up on stage, uh, they, uh, that's what they had this like teleprompter, but it looked like a floor monitor. Yep. Uh, so, uh, I just had some random wood laying around my house, and, and I built myself a little floor monitor, and, and then popped a screen in there, and then I, I run it uh, a PowerPoint through it, and then I found these um, these foot controls like video game players use to like I don't know enhance their computer gaming prowess, and so I you can program them to do any keystroke you want. So I just had one going forward and one going backwards, and so I can cycle through the slides. And, instead of worrying about a timer or something like that. And uh, and then I've got a uh, vocal effects processor that lets me do like harmonies and choruses. And, and uh, you can even load in, you know, like when we do Foo Fighters or something, I have a Foo Fighters preset that's, that's designed to kind of emulate that song um, or Led Zeppelin or, you know, we do Queen. And, you know, Queen was so uh, produced, you know, he'd stack like, 10 tracks on top of each other and I can copy that uh, live so it ends up being pretty cool and, and I actually think I'm going to get another microphone and another processor so I can switch between the two like mid song and like do some cool stuff or you know I like to sometimes the, the crowd's really getting it and I kind of go off script a little bit and and uh, you know if I can yell in one microphone and then start playing with it and trying to keep the show uh, exciting then uh, then that's what I'm gonna do so that's awesome yeah and smart <laughs> appreciate you AJ thank you <laughs> yeah especially for Queen because they would record like everybody in the band singing on the track oh yeah we don't want to. <laughs> and then just no. lay it on top of each other you don't you don't want us all to sing <laughs> No. Hardest no. job. Hardest job for sure. Does anybody do background vocals? Nope. Sort of. <laughs> not, not, not without since, microphones. Not since AJ showed up, honestly. Not, okay. I used to do it yeah. before, and then uh, 
like I said, AJ showed up and doing the job he's doing. It's right. like, sweet. I can shrink away from this. And he's got his sweet this. setup. Sounds like he, yeah. he can handle it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, is there anything else y'all want to add? I want Joe to talk about our uh, the Facebook site you can go to to see all upcoming gigs. Because I don't have Facebook. I'm, I'm one of three people in the modern world that don't have Facebook. And Anyways, Joe, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the site? What's the address, social media? So we got an Instagram page and a Facebook page. Uh, Instagram is going to be at, uh, let's see what it is. It's Faultline Cover Band or at Faultline Cover Band. It's at on Instagram. It's at Instagram. At. No, not hashtag. There's no, no. Mm-mm. That's I'm still wrong. trying to figure out the hashtag. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. Um, and then the Facebook page is going to be, let me look that up too. Isn't it just Faultline? No. no. Well, that's what our Facebook name is, but you can actually search for us um, using. Oh, yeah. The like. The, it's uh, also an at symbol. Yeah. Well, what is it? Can you edit it so it doesn't yeah. seem like it took us 20 minutes to find our own band name? And I mean, what our now I kind of just want to leave it the way it is. Oh. Okay. <laughs> view page. Yeah, you got a view page because it's yeah. more funny that way. Oh my god. Oh yeah, at Faultline oh, Cover Band on Facebook too. Works. Yeah, I'll, at Faultline Cover Band. F A U L T L I N E Cover Band. <laughs> just in case anybody yeah, the, didn't know. Everybody, check it out. I'll also link it on the show notes to this link podcast. Link it up, everybody. Link it up. It's going to be all linked. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah. yeah thank, thank you. Thanks for fun. Thank you, guys. Thank you.